You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Keep your Bibles out here as we're in Luke chapter number 2. And this passage of Scripture, uh, during the Christmas holidays, we look at it often, but let's not allow it to be become old hat. Uh, there's definitely so much that's here uh, for us. And so here we're going to be uh, looking at some things about uh, the, the Lord's coming. Sorry, I've got a microphone cable. It's driving me nuts. Uh, all right. So when we think about the Christmas story, for us, everything's exciting. Everything is uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, intriguing. Uh, we look at the account with excitement. But the reality was it was not a time of peaches and cream. It was not a time where everything was running smoothly. It's amazing how when we look at uh, times in God's Word where God is working in some very specific ways, He does not do it in times of ease. He does it in times of trial. So here when in Scripture the uh, events of great importance, they're not revealed in glitter and glamour. And they are not revealed to us in 4K. We get little glimpses, little slivers to give us enough insight to know what is happening. But God leaves some of that out. But what we do know by these events that some of it is very grainy. Some of it is unclear. But when we look at it, we see that God had a plan to accomplish something big. You know, if I were to be the one that was going to write the event of Christ's coming, it would have looked completely different. I mean, the Savior of the world would not have been in a poor home. He would not have been in a time of political unrest. It would not have been in a time where uh, religious persecution was going on. Uh, I would have have ordained it. I would have planned it a little bit differently. Uh, But, you know, I'm not God. And if I planned it, it definitely would not have worked out well. Uh, But uh, God, he, he, he has everything nailed down. And God has preserved and presented us with some great truths about uh, his coming. And one day we're going to see it clearly. One day we'll see how it all works together. But now the Bible says we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face. And so there is a, uh, a, uh, a veil, if you would, that has clouded what we can see. But God is with us. God with us. Emmanuel. And what a, what a blessing that God has chosen to be with us. But we looked uh, uh, at uh, God with us in the last few weeks. And, and so this morning, we're going to look at God with us, the presentation. How did God present himself to us? What was the, what was the, 
the scenario of his coming, the presentation. What was it like when Jesus came to earth? And so we'll look at several observations this morning, uh, but let's ask the Lord to bless. Father, we thank you for uh, your, your sovereignty and your omniscience and, Lord, your, uh, your great uh, knowledge of how things uh, needed to come together. And, Lord, as we look at them, we look through a mind uh, that is tainted, uh, that is fragile, that is frail. Uh, but Lord, you have, uh, you have all knowledge and all wisdom. And we thank you that, God, you have pre- preserved some of this for us so we could see uh, how you have revealed yourself to us. So I pray that you'd help us to just glean some, uh, some teaching today that will be a help to each of us, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. So I want you to see, first of all, uh, the presentation. When the Lord came, uh, when Jesus uh, was born, when God manifested himself to mankind, uh, the presentation, uh, how was it presented? Uh, It was presented, number one, in a time of tyranny. It was presented in a time of tyranny. This was not in a time of peace and and tranquility. This was a time of tyranny. The Roman government had overtaken uh, uh, Judea. Uh, They had overtaken Samaria. Uh, All the the Mediterranean, all of the, the, uh, the, the countries along the Mediterranean were under Roman rule uh, during that time. It says in verse number one, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. So here we have Caesar Augustus. Now Caesar, uh, I've got just a picture of him. Go ahead and show that first one there. Uh, Caesar Augustus there. Uh, When we look at Caesar, uh, he was born in uh, 63 BC and his name was, uh, was Gaius Octavius. Go ahead and go to that next one. And his father died when he was young, and, and with that, as his father had died, uh, his uncle, his mother's brother, uh, which was Julius Caesar, adopted uh, Octa- Gaius Octavius, and he ended up becoming the heir uh, to the throne of Julius Caesar. Uh, but what happened was, after Julius Caesar had adopted Gaius Octavius, uh, he ended up changing his name uh, to uh, to Caesar uh, and and so now uh, the, uh, the Julius Caesar was was uh, uh, he was assassinated when Gaius was 19 and then at that young age he was placed into this uh, political realm. And so uh, he goes back, and with the help of Mark Antony, if you are a, a history buff, uh, the Mark Antony uh, came alongside, and uh, between uh, uh, Augustus Caesar, or between Caesar and Mark Antony, uh, they ended up overcoming the assassins. One of them was Brutus. Uh, and, and so anyway, uh, there was uh, that uh, battle, and he became a a, a power. Uh, in 27, uh, he was given, 27 BC, uh, uh, Caesar was given uh, the, the title of Augustus. 
Uh, so Caesar Augustus, and that's what we find here in Luke chapter 2. Now that term Augustus uh, was a term uh, that was tied to deity. It was a highly elevated uh, title. And so uh, it was Caesar Augustus who ended up breaking up the, the rulers uh, of the day. And so there are three different major rulers in uh, Palestine during that time, uh, Archelaus. Philip and Herod Antipas and it was Herod Antipas that was responsible for the death of Jesus as well as uh, as uh, uh, John the Baptist, and he was in rule during uh, those times. So, so here you have uh, this man who is uh, a ruler. He is called out in these first verses, and uh, the Romans had conquered all of Palestine, that whole area along the Mediterranean Sea. So Roman rule was in force. So there was a political tyranny. There was a military force that was in place during that day. Now, you know what? Uh, uh, we think about uh, uh, tyranny, and we we think of the Lord's coming, but we think of it all as well. He just had to go pay his taxes, but there there was a oppression, an outside oppression uh, that had been uh, brought in. The culture of the biblical lands had been influenced by those who had influenced and invaded their country. They brought new worldviews. They brought new philosophies. They brought new cultures. They brought new religion. They brought new uh, laws. They brought new ways of governance. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a good thing to me. I don't, I don't want to see that in, in our land. But the reality is, as we go through some of these events, we will see some similarities of what's taking place in our own land today. But this day, this time, when the Lord presented, uh, when God was presented, God with us, uh, the Lord was presented in a time of tyranny. It wasn't smooth sailing. Secondly, I want you to see there was a time of taxation. Don't get your hopes up. I went from one to two very quickly. All right. Uh, but uh, it, was a, it was a time of taxation. Look back at verse number one of Luke 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Another result of this tyranny of Rome, another imposition is now on these people that have been conquered. There's another pressure that they are facing. There's another problem that they have to endure. There's another power grab that is going on. And now these people who at one point were ruling themselves, now there is an outside country, uh, uh, people from Rome who are in a different country who are ruling and reigning in their country and making decisions of how they are going to live their daily lives. You know, taxation uh, is an imposition on our daily life. It, it is. It, it, there, is a, there is a pressure. Now, that does not mean that we don't pay our taxes. You know, Jesus said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. I know, I know people who, are in pri went, who went to prison for tax evasion. 
uh, my dad worked with a man uh, who decided that uh, he liked the tax, lo tax loopholes that church or tax uh, uh, brackets that churches had and so he worked for the railroad full-time and he started a church in his home and so he donated 100% of his income to his church and it took several years but pretty soon he found himself without a house uh, and a new place to live. And it was behind bars uh, for tax evasion. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we don't pay our taxes. We need to pay our taxes. Uh, that's part of the structure. But here there was, how would you feel if all of a sudden now we were being taxed from another country? I mean, I don't like the taxes that we pay here uh, in our own state, let alone uh, it from, from someplace else. Uh, but here, there was this tyranny, and it, it, it affected these individuals' lives. These people had experienced a takeover of their government. Think about that. This was, this was a time where there were a lot of issues going on in Palestine. So these people, uh, they, their lives were forever changed. Uh, the impact was not just disheartening because they saw what had happened to their land. Uh, they were no longer uh, leading themselves. Now somebody else had, had come in. And, and so it was disheartening. Uh, it was not only disheartening, it was demeaning. It was demeaning. Can you imagine how they must, must have felt every time a Roman soldier walked by? Every time an event was going on and now uh, this, re this ruler from another country, is, uh, who, these governors have been put in place to rule uh, them. Uh, it was very demeaning. It was very defeating. So, so these, these times that the Lord was presented to mankind, when God came to us, God with us, Emmanuel, when he came, it was in a time uh, of tyranny. It was a time of taxation. So, so here now, we have this, this financial tax that is being levied on these people. So how would, how would you feel? How would you feel if... All of a sudden now we had to, a rule, a law came back that you had to go back to the city that you were born in and register. Now, I would have to go back to Tacoma, Washington. David would have to go back to, to Indiana. You know, we, we have... Everybody's living in these different places and all of a sudden now you and your family would have to travel uh, back to this, uh, this registration and this financial, uh, this financial tax. Does any of this seem a little bit familiar to what's going on? I mean, all around us, we are seeing uh, some of our own freedoms taken away. And, uh, and with that, there's impositions. Uh, it seems very plausible that some of these things could come right into play uh, where we are. Uh, it's just another in imposition, another power grab, uh, another step uh, to drive us from a, safe, uh, a sense of safety, a sense of security, and a sense of sanity and all of this is going on and that's 
That is the environment that the Lord chose to enter in on the scene. It wasn't a time of peace. You know, Solomon, he had peace. God granted Solomon peace in his entire life. He never fought one battle. Now, his father, David, he fought battles all the time. But Solomon, God had granted him peace. Now, if God could grant Solomon peace, couldn't he have granted Jesus peace? But he chose not to. He chose to present, to bring God on the scene for mankind. God with us, Emmanuel. He chose to bring him in, in a time of turmoil, a time of taxation. Now, this time of taxation, uh, it was... It was a, a time where they had to come and they had to bring uh, their, their, their uh, money. There was that registration. You know, each and every one of us have a registration. It's called a social security number. You see, this is a lot more like what we have than we even recognize. You know, they know where we're at. All the time. I mean, when I was teaching down in uh, the Bay Area, and on Tuesdays I would travel down and teach at a Bible college, uh, Golden State Baptist College, I'd travel down there and teach all day uh, on Tuesdays. And uh, on, when I would wake up on Tuesday morning, it was not on my calendar. It was not, uh, it was not uh, in anything that I had done. But one morning I picked up my phone and Google was telling me that it was going to be three hours and 14 minutes to arrive at my destination. It knew where I was going on Tuesdays. And every week it would pull up and show me what, how long it was going to take me to get there. You know, the, it's amazing all that's going on. The world and technology. And some of it's good and some of it may not be so good. Uh, but here, uh, it was a time of tyranny. It was a time of taxation. Thirdly, I want you to see, it was a time of turmoil. It was a time of turmoil. Go back to Luke chapter 2. Look with me at verse number 4. Luke chapter 2, verse number 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Now, this couple uh, together had to go and register uh, to Bethlehem. Uh, so, uh, and they had to pay their taxes to Rome. So there's this registration. Uh, there was these taxes that they had to pay. Is anybody happy about uh, tax time? No, uh, you're happy if you're getting something back, but usually uh, the people that are paying in aren't the people that are getting back. Uh, and, and, and so uh, here, the, uh, this, this whole event, it was not a positive event. 
It was, a, it was something that when you take resources out of your pocket and you have to give it to the government when you know that they aren't going to spend it well. It's a time of turmoil. It's a, personal, uh, it's a personal pressure that it adds, but also now it creates all these other pressures as well. Now, Mary was great with child. They didn't have Amtrak. They didn't have cars. This was a 90-mile journey. Go ahead and put the map up there if you would. And this was a 90-mile journey. I don't know if, can you see that? Okay, good. I can hardly see it. Okay, so uh, here uh, from Nazareth up at the top to Bethlehem here at the bottom. And this was about a 90, a little bit over a 90-mile journey. They say that the average individual will travel that uh, walking. It was a four to nine-day travel period. Now, can you imagine, ladies, nine months pregnant? And walking 90 miles? He said, oh, she was, on a, she was on a donkey. Okay, is that any better? <laughs> here, here, this 90-mile journey. I'm with Joseph. That's no big deal. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, but, but here, this was a time of turmoil. This was, not a, this was not a pleasant situation. This was not a timely event. There was no FMLA to call in and say, I'm just going to take off. I'm sorry, it's not convenient. There's no email. They had to physically be there. And so now they're traveling this time. Uh, And you know what? This was all fulfilling what the scripture had said. Uh, Micah chapter 5 and verse number 2. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, shall come uh, forth unto me that is, uh, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. And here we have uh, the Lord being prophesied that he was going to uh, come from Bethlehem. This is, this is just a fulfillment. You know how God got Joseph and uh, had brought Jesus to Bethlehem to fulfill this was, was turmoil in Mary's life. You see, that scripture could not have been denied. They were in Nazareth. They were 90 miles away. And here, God had said, oh no, the Christ child is going to be born in Bethlehem. How did, how did he get Joseph to take her there? Roman rule, taxation, turmoil. Do you you think Mary was happy about this event? Guys, just think about it. When when, uh, Deb was was expecting David, uh, we... uh, 
uh, we were, I mean, I'm in college and it was in April and I'm working through uh, schedules and, and trying to figure out how I'm going to even be there. And we didn't have time off from work. There was, there was none of that. We didn't have insurance even. And so, uh, so here there was all kinds of different pressures. And, uh, and so we were coming up on her, uh, coming up on the, uh, uh, her day of, uh, of her due date. And so uh, we ended up taking a hike. And we went looking for deer tracks. We went over the mountain, through the woods. She was crawling over down trees and all kinds. Of, I was crazy. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we did. We were just young kids. And we were, we were hiking through the woods. And you know what? That night, she went into labor. Praise the Lord. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, I'm not sure that, that uh, if I would have offered that up again with uh, Rachel or Jonathan, if she would have gone for it. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it, was, it was just, we took a, took a hike. But it was only like a 30-minute hike. It wasn't a 90-mile hike. Can you imagine what that was, was like? It was just a time of turmoil. Everything was negative. The, the purpose seemed negative. The problems were all negative. And, and uh, you know, when we, we look at this, and I was doing some study, uh, there, there is a nativity trail that every year in December, matter of fact, it starts today. And it starts in Nazareth today, and people travel from all over the world to Nazareth, and they will take a four-day journey, four to nine days, depending on their ability and how fast they choose to move, and they will follow that trek. Uh, go ahead and show that next slide. Uh, and this is uh, one of the, the keepers uh, that, that would be along that trail. And there is a whole, uh, a whole event uh, planning scenario so people can go on on this trip uh, to, to walk that trail that Mary and Joseph walked from, from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. You know, uh, it was, it, it sounds like a pretty cool trip to take now, but it would not have been a cool trip to take with a nine-month pregnant lady. It was a time of turmoil, if you would, and, and this 90-mile journey was one that uh, was, was uh, imposed upon them. Uh, the, present, the presentation of the greatest gift that was ever given was not given. Uh, the Lord didn't bring it on, on, uh, in a presentation where everything was smooth. You know, when you are preparing a meal or you go out to a nice restaurant, a whole lot goes into the presentation of how everything is brought forth. You know, when the Savior of the world was brought into this world, the presentation was not a pretty presentation. But it was how God chose to bring his, Himself to us. He brought Himself to us in a manner that we could understand in a manner that we could identify with. Not in all of these areas, but it was a presentation of the greatest gift. It was in a time of tyranny, a time of taxation, a time of turmoil. And you say, well, pastor, uh, what, why are you bringing these things out? Because there's no greater time to accept what Jesus did than right now. 
There's no greater time to praise him for what he did than right now. We can look around at the negatives and we can complain. And I've got a list a mile long. And we can look at things that we don't agree with and we all have them. But here, God chose to present himself to us in a time where everything wasn't running smooth. And this was a time where God presented himself. God was doing something big. And you know what that tells me? God in 2020 can be doing something big. We just don't see it yet. We don't see it yet. We don't know what he is going to use this time for. Uh, the Jewish people, they didn't understand how God was going to allow a foreign country to raise up and to become rulers over them, uh, to conquer their land. How could that be God's will? But it was. How could it be God's will that now all of a sudden uh, these individuals were under a time of oppression and tyranny? But it was part of God's plan. It was part of God's plan uh, to, to fulfill fulfill even his scripture uh, to bring uh, Joseph and Mary and the Christ child uh, down to Bethlehem to be born. It was, God had it all orchestrated out in such a way that he used uh, not, uh, not a time of smooth sailing, he used the time of tyranny and taxation and turmoil to do something big. So pastor, what does that do? It gives me hope. It gives me hope. It gives me hope that God's still working. Do we believe he is? Is God out of control because of COVID? Has he been kicked to the curb? Absolutely not. But if we're not careful, we can start looking at all the negatives. And it can cause us to feel like we are just victims of the situations around us. But God's still sovereign. Amen? God knows where we're at. He knows exactly what we're experiencing. And he's still in control. The presentation, it wasn't like a, a meal that was put together by a, some gourmet chef. And everything on that plate is all perfect. And they've got all the drizzle all over it to make it look amazing. God presented himself to us in a scenario on a platter that was a little messy. Yet he came to us. The presentation... God did something big in times of turmoil. And God still can do things in times of turmoil. Father, we thank you for your goodness. I pray that you would help each of us this morning. Lord, just to recognize that you are in control and you know everything that's going on. I do pray that you would just give us grace and help and strength. Uh, Lord, help us to recognize all that you, you went through for us. And may we be appreciative. May we, may we uh, look at and, and just meditate on all that, that you endured uh, to even come to this earth, let alone what you experienced while you were here. And we pray that you'd help us just to be faithful 
Uh, we are facing times of turmoil. We are facing times of trouble. Uh, but Lord, I pray that you would help us just to be faithful to you. You have experienced so much more than we could ever imagine, yet you are faithful. And so I pray that you'd help us to be faithful to you. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Uh, do you know the Lord is your personal Savior? There's no greater time than Christmas time to trust Christ. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, trust Him today. Recognizing that you're a sinner, you're in need of a Savior, and Jesus Christ came to this earth to offer that gift of salvation to whosoever would believe. Have you trusted Him? Have you asked Him to be your Savior? Maybe you're sitting here this morning. Maybe you're watching online. If you've not trusted the Lord, trust Him today. Maybe you're a child of God. You're here this morning and you have accepted the Lord. How's our spirit? Has the, has the turmoil of life around us, is it getting us a little sideways? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.